Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. There's a place here at the table, your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic, cause your waistband's gonna get tight. Take times done with Hey guys, so you just heard our brand new theme song which we're totally in love with. We love it. So we just wanted to give a quick credit to Lorenzo Wolf, our music producer, and the 5,000 Jazz Assassins. Thanks, guys. We love our song. Love, love, love. Thank you. Okay, and now, well, now it's time to recap the Academy Awards. The Academy Awards. The 91st Academy Awards. Good memory. The 91st Hostless Academy Awards starring Rami Malek's teeth. <laughs> And his girlfriend. Who was the real star? She was very present during she was. that speech. Um, Gwen, close here's the thing. I dress. think the real star were the tea sandwiches that were on our table. Okay, I want to get to our party and break it down because it was a great success. We mm-hmm. should start by saying that it was a fabulous success. It was a fabulous success. I was having a weird thing where I, and this is something that we should talk about at a certain point, is like I was strangely not in the mood to be hosting. Like, I was just having one of those days where I was, like, really drained and tired and didn't feel like getting dressed up and, like, being a good host, which is a terrible feeling when you're obviously committed to having 12 people over. Mm -hmm. And, of course, everybody got there. I was so happy to see everybody. But I was having this feeling of, like, sort of dread. And I think it can be hard in February where it's so – all you want to do is, like, burrow under a – yeah, so I'm just going to say under a mattress. Jesus, what, what does that say about my life? You should get a gravity life? blanket if that's your problem. <laughs> I did. I oh, bought a gravity it's amazing, blanket. Isn't it? Well, it's great, but I'm terrified that the one I have is off-gassing. What do you mean? Like it's releasing toxins? Well, I don't know. Maybe. You know, did you hear about those buckets of uranium they found in the um, museum in uh, the Grand Canyon? What? Yes, three, three, I believe, buckets of uranium. God, I hope I'm just spreading fake news. <laughs> get your news from a food podcast god bless you (laughs) yeah anyway i hope that your your blanket is an off-gassing uranium well i was just thinking how would i ever know because this is the tag that comes on the blanket says allow me to do a dramatic reading okay the tag that comes with the blanket the care instructions say dry clean the dirty basked in the sun whip lightly made in china so it's is that a haiku? It could be. So it's sort of there's something very beautiful about it, right? Basked in the sun, whip lightly. So what does that mean? It, well, well, it means that maybe there's off gassing. It does. Okay, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was just making me nervous. Anyway, gravity blanket. Point being, February. I just want to kind of huga, huga, exactly huga. I can't believe it's not pronounced higgy. It's a it's a real shame. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a real it's a disappointment. 
Swedish? Yeah. Nor- yeah, Swedish. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Big disappointment on the part of the Swedes. Yeah, um, so I know that feeling. I'm very familiar. Yeah. I mean, there are times when I don't want to come in to record the podcast, come in, do an audition, right. do anything. But we got to just get ourselves yeah, out of bed. Yeah, sometimes you just got to jump in the water. And what I will say to all of you hosts and non-hosts out there is that you can have a successful party even if you're not having the greatest time. <laughs> oh, It's a sad thing to spread, but it's true. Yeah. Like, you know, I was just so drained, but I still think the party was a huge success, and I think people had fun. People had a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you for having us. Of course. I was, I ate so much, I was ill really? the whole next day. Not like actually ill just the feeling of chocolate covered strawberries up to my esophagus yes i know yeah yeah i was like um harvey brie weinstein up to my esophagus yes, exactly. it was a small wheel of brie mm-hmm, but, but it, it was, was a wheel it was a wheel so hold on just quick recap of the oscars Please. themselves uh who do you think was the real breakout star what was best moment best star best outfit the outfits underwhelming I thought. I mean, the real moment, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh, of course. Their, their little canoodle. Well, I loved that. That was for the I fans. I just wanted them to kiss. Well, we all did. I know. It was some great, great acting. I don't know if it was acting. Am I that gullible that I'm like, I don't think that was acting. I might be that gullible. There's no way they were. No, I think they were just right. playing up with the, his wife. Yeah. What am I thinking? Anyway. You believed it. You believe that uh, that. Chemistry was real. It was very Caroline Keene of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, her vibes got it all over you. <laughs> Wait, I just have one existential question, oh. one existential Oscars question that I hope you can answer for me. If you win for a part in which you have maybe some fake teeth. <laughs> Ari can, Ari's obsessed I'm really, I, I just with think, the Rami Malek. I think he was brilliant in a movie that was Basically, uh, a montage of a PG-13 movie. But I think he was mostly just dealing with the teeth. (laughs) As an actor, like, who loves a prop. Exactly. I was about to say, props, not chops. Who doesn't love a distraction? He was just dealing with teeth. But if you win for that, is it, can you really accept the Oscar without wearing those teeth, <laughs> then you're not giving the teeth full credit. Nicole Kidman should have worn that prosthetic nose when she accepted that Oscar. What, do you, what are your thoughts? I, I love the idea behind that. I actually think, well, this is why I thought the idea of them cutting hair and makeup out of the ceremony was anathema, because it's like, hair and makeup, this is part of the reason why people win. I mean, yeah. Winston Churchill last year. Mm-hmm. like A transformation. A transformation. And the thing is, you can absolutely have a character transformation but having a set of teeth a nose a waddle mm-hmm. nothing it's a, just a big old payoff you yeah. know it just makes the transformation complete if you will transformation yeah. complete um i think that they should have a award for best prop oh my best god best worn prop Ooh, what would Take you that into consideration i mean best because like okay you got a nose you got teeth i feel like there are definitely characters who have worn like a kooky hat mm-hmm. that's given them just a but that's really why you have or like maybe who had a limp mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you calling out uh, daniel day lewis you know i am <laughs> you know I i've am. never seen that movie Me it's either. so embarrassing but that's not a prosthesis wait no it's why not. do i feel like prosthesis means penis it doesn't i hope so <laughs> <laughs> prosthet anyway like best Merkin. Oh my god. Oh my god. I love the idea. Okay, so 
Here's what I really have to say about the Oscars. Turns out having no host, it's fine. I missed, I wish there was more theatricality. I, I like the, the song and dance when the host is there. I did like Keegan-Michael Key coming down as Mary Poppins. Love that. I just think that the Oscars need to go back. They need to be glam again. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But our you party know, was, glam. was glam. Our party was glam. I dressed up as Gwyneth, like my I, I said last week. I Ari did an impeccable Gwyneth. She posed with an Oscar that was actually a bottle of white wine. Yep. I tried to go as... pictures on our gram. Mm-hmm. I tried to go as... Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at having a night. Hee hee hee. Plug. I tried to go as like a 90s Goldie Hawn. Yeah. So I was wearing was some turquoise. I was wearing what looked like a denim jacket, a white <laughs> but, but tee. Was really but was really kind mesh of like a, yeah. with... Um, Even more 90s. You were doubling down. Oh, I sure was. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, let's talk about the food. Let's talk about our amazing food. First of all, mm-hmm. it was an antipasti party. It anti-pasti was an antipasti party. Oscar party. Which is the kind that we like to throw. I think if you're doing a thing for a big group of people, it's got to be a, an antipasti Especially party. Especially where you're watching something. Yes, absolutely. And you do, uh, it's something that's long, longer yes. than two hours because you do not want to be doing a million dishes. The table was perfectly removed from the television. Yes. Which I thought was appropriate. Not in a different room, but it was just removed. Mm-hmm. It was off to the side. I did have a couple of very bitchy moments of turning to people at the table and audibly being like, shh. Oh, I didn't notice. Oh, I got a couple of dirty looks. I mean, it's from my best friend, so I don't give a shit. But, yeah. But it was necessary. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, antipasti party. We had crudite. Mm-hmm. We have, well, let's break it down. Okay. Carrots, of course, but fennel, which was for Carrots, most people, celery, um, fennel. Different. I think fennel is the ultimate. Crudite, crudite, because crudite, um, because a carrot and a celery doesn't feel festive. No, it feels like a diet. Exactly. Yeah. So fennel, it's such a, it's such a great flavor. I mean, it's my favorite vegetable. And Sophie, tell me this: when I came over early, you were uh, like kind of soaking the, everything in ice water. Let me tell you. Okay, so I think soaking celery and carrots in ice water is great because it almost like gets them waterlogged so they stay really, really crunchy. Mm. Do not ever soak your fennel. I made this mistake. The whole thing gets warped. (gasps) So it's like all of the fingers of the fennel because I cut them into, so I cut them lengthwise Mm -hmm. so that obviously they would stay together in like in Yeah, so you left the core intact. Exactly. Um, All of the pieces basically like, separated and it became it started to look like a big old octopus well let me say that would be fabulous for a halloween party oh good call like decorate it with like little eyes <laughs> just in a pile no, of like, like a cut olive speaking of olives so okay so we had those three veg then ari made this great pea dip that she makes peas every herb, every herb under the sun. anchovies peas blanched frozen peas Mustard. Coopers. Capers. Coopers. Coopers. Coopers, if you have them. <laughs> a little vinegar. Uh, and like then you added some sour dip. cream at the I tail did. End. I got a little bad. Okay. Uh, we had Humboldt Fog, one of my favorite cheeses. Mm, yep. We had, oh, I had part of a Stilton. Ari made a braked brie with some chestnut honey, which was Yeah, the chestnut honey was beautiful. really cool. You know what was the best thing of the night? Truffle popcorn. So mm. I used my air popper. 
I put in my unpopped kernels, popped them. Okay, don't need to walk anybody through that. <laughs> I had some truffle butter, but I only used like one tablespoon of truffle butter, mm-hmm. and then the rest was just regular salted butter. P.S. If people saw how much butter you have to put on popcorn to make it taste buttery, they would never come over to my house again. Why? Wait, tell me. I think I Reveal. probably used Reveal. five tablespoons of butter. What is that? Almost well, how many is a stick? Eight? Maybe six. Yeah, eight. Yeah, I do you don't think that's so crazy? I mean, I would have done more, but I was worried. I watched a lot of Paula Deen growing up, so. Oh, and then we put, and then Ari brought over truffle salt, so we added truffle salt, so mm-hmm. we yeah, but down. Here's my question: mm-hmm. How do you really get the uh, the butter to stick to the popcorn? Because it was very delicious, but then I'm going to reveal a secret. I had a moment with that. The empty popcorn, the almost empty popcorn bowl when no one was looking because there was a lot of butter left at the bottom where I was kind of eating it. Mm. (laughs) I think, well, I had put it into these bowls where there wasn't enough room for me to really toss it. Yeah, but then by the way, can't you crush it when you toss it? Well, exactly. So I was trying to do it gently. So I should have, I wish that I had gotten to toss it more. Call me crazy. You know what I would have liked to do? Put two bowls, two of the same size bowl. Together and make a giant... Exactly, and shake, 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 shake. I would just get scared that those beautiful home popped kernels would get. They're less delicate than you think. Oh, yeah. So, you don't think I should spray, um, uh, get a spray bottle and fill it with melted butter? No, No, because then I'll still only do the top layer. All over that popcorn. (laughs) Grand Ackets. We Um, also had tea sandwiches. Uh, If any caviar company wants to send us some, we could not get our funds together. To make the caviar sandwiches that Which we talked is so amazing, yeah. But we talked up. But- Ari is a genius, and she chopped, chopped, chopped really finely, chopped a bunch of dill, whipped it in with sour cream. So that was our spread. Mm-hmm. We did sour cream or like a creme fraiche, creme fraiche with dill and cucumber sandwiches, and then we had a whole other one, same spread but just with uh, smoked salmon. Oh, sorry, you just so said delish. That. So good. Mandolin, the cucumbers, obviously, so they were intensely thin. Oh. On just white bread, crusts cut off. Triangles and sticks. Exactly. You'll see pictures. Our friend Hunter had come over, and he had made the Gabrielle Hamilton Crackers. Recipe. He made crackers. Yeah, he made cheddar, cra- cheddar, cheddar crackers. Ch- cheese crackers. Parmesan or cheddar? Parmesan. Crackers are one of those things where I'm like, wait a second. You can make those? I think they're really easy. Don't say that to Hunter. Actually, you can because he's... No, no, no. But I think what's easy about them, what always strikes me as being hard, this is insane. I can't believe I'm going to admit this. Do it. Rolling out dough and chilling dough. For some reason, I'm like, well, I couldn't possibly face that. And then well, I do messy. it. It's messy. It but takes a lot of space. It's, it takes space and it takes you being willing to then like shave down your countertop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. With like one of those pizza scrapers. Love those. So... Okay, so we had that. He brought over two great dips. One was butternut squash, and one was faux gras, which was like mushroom. Mm-hmm. Lentil. Like that's that. why I didn't lentil have any. Mushroom. You don't eat lentils? No. They destroy me. Mm. Okay. We, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> Emotionally. But then Caroline Keene had brought so many chocolate-covered strawberries. They were <sighs> like so delicious. Chocolate strawberry Armageddon. It was so good. She used girardelli, girardelli, whatever, <laughs> to make chocolate-covered strawberries, jumbo strawberries. They were so good. I think I had probably somewhere around 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. I made a lot. Wait, you're forgetting yourself. What did I do? You made great deviled eggs. Oh, you're right. Well, actually, will you tell me why they were so good? What did you mix the yolks with? So, okay. Boiled my eggs. I cut them in half, 
took out the yolks. I did yolk, one tablespoon of mustard, two tablespoons of mayonnaise, one tablespoon of sour cream. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Then one tablespoon of, this down. of vinegar. They said white wine. I used a tarragon vinegar because I wanted a little bit more flavor. Sure. Then I fried mm, um, capers and mm-hmm. put them on top and then a little piece of um, parsley. Delicious. And salt and pepper, obviously. Yeah. They were really, like I, maybe it's because they were very good eggs. Oh, they um, were great eggs. But I just, just love a double good. egg. Me too. They're a perfect party. Surprise. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we had some meats. We had some brisola and um, some of that really good mortadelle with, uh, like, pistachios in it. Yeah. Which Harry mm. sent me. Thank you, Harry. Um, oh, and bocce. Oh, yeah. Love those. Always a good thing to also send people home with. Yep. You know, I had one like, last night. Yep. Yeah, and on the train to just unwrap a little chocolate. Yeah. So that was our party. Huge success. The Antipasti Party leads us perfectly into this week's episode. Yes, guys. We are going to be talking more about throwing an Antipasti Party because it's one of our most favorite and deceptively easy parties to throw. And one of the things that I forgot about this the party that we just threw is my favorite food in the entire world, olives. I just took a bunch of olives, <laughs> which is something that I'm going to talk about in this episode. I'll leave it at that. You're going to know what I did by the time you're done with this episode. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Guys, did you know that you can send us emails if you have burning questions about dinner parties, or drinking, or themes, or guests, or really anything else? Having a night at gmail.com, but that's night spelled N I T E H A V I N G A N I T E at gmail.com. We can't wait. Sophie, is there anything more exciting than walking into a party? Or someone's house, and there's already something to eat? <laughs> there's literally nothing more exciting. Not literally. even Christmas. <laughs> Not even Christmas. But it's so true. You know when you get to a person's house, and you're there for a dinner party, and, like, there's nothing out, and you're like, oh, boy, I don't smell aromas coming from the kitchen, and I don't see a cheese platter. I am smelling <laughs> myself getting drunk yes, very exactly. fast. <laughs> so true. So we want to talk to you guys about hors d'oeuvres. And, and how important... Them. Some antipasti is, especially if you're new to cooking and you might be still putting your finishing touches on your dishes in the kitchen. Put some easy stuff out on a table far away from the kitchen and people will have an activity. They won't get too drunk because they have a snack and they'll just be so excited. So excited. And the, what's so great about antipasti or d'oeuvre, whatever we want to call it, God, or d'oeuvres, like what a hard word to say and sound Spell okay. it. Can you spell it just offhand? Of course. H-O-R-S space D apostrophe O-E-U-V-R-E-S. Thank you so much. I always had a feeling that I could be a great spelling, spelling bee. bee champion. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. I have to look it up. What's great about it is if you don't want to do an appetizer and a main course situation, like sometimes Ari and I will just do a main course so antipasti can just be stuff that's already out, all room temp, and all you need to do is decant it. It doesn't have to be stuff that you've cooked. It's more of like an assembly situation 
than a cooking situation. And let's say you're having people over at seven, you could put that stuff out at four and just forget that you even did it. And then you're like giving yourself a gift in the future. Yes, it's it's true. (laughs) All you need is like a a board that you can put cheese on and a bunch of small bowls. Yep. Okay, let's talk about our favorite thing. Okay, my favorite food (laughs) in the entire world, olives. So many types of olives. Oh. Get beautiful olives. Get yourself three different kinds of olives. Oh, at least. Oh man, a Nisoise olive, mm-hmm. Kalamata olive, Castle Veltrano olive. Castle Veltrano, very on trend. So on trend, I know. Very that good. color, so beautiful. Very buttery. And kind of metallic. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's something like. Yeah. I like a Moroccan oil cured, those little oh, wrinkly black ones. God, I love those. Are probably my favorite olives. Yeah, you can get them kind of. Sometimes they have them kind of spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you could even spice them up yourself. So sometimes, like sometimes, if I want to really judge something, I'll get like a bunch of you know an olive mix, like greens and blacks together, mm-hmm. and then I'll put in like a bunch of lemon peel, uh-huh. like lemon rind yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. to just kind of like make them look prettier, and people kind of you know freak out about that. For sure. Maybe even like crushed garlic. You know, like just take a clove and like really, really crush it. Yeah. In there. Yeah. yeah. Also, always remember to put out a tiny bowl for pits, or else you're going to be finding pits all over the place. So true. So I feel like olive, olive bar, also like pickles. You know, who doesn't love a little mm-hmm. a gherkin? Yeah. <laughs> what are those red little sweet peppers called? Pick a pick I don't know what those ones are. I, I know, know exactly what, what you're talking about. But those sometimes you get a little gorgonzola. Yeah. Or cambazola. Right you just, yeah, a little stuffed pepper. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Keith, choose things that you won't need silverware with. Finger oh, food. Yeah. So then you just put out some tiny cocktail napkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you really don't have to get crazy with toothpicks. Like, it's fine. If, somebody, if somebody's sick, they should wash their hands before they go for the finger yeah, foods they but yeah like just don't worry about it just, just have put it out be- some olives in the thing of purell <laughs> yeah. guys that's a show how it goes <laughs> um, also something that i love to do is like just get a big chunk of parmesan and then sort of take a knife and kind Ooh, of like yeah. hack it yeah, into yeah, big yeah. chunks Different, very rustic very exactly. italian very tuscan Super. spread so yummy mm-hmm. and you can so i feel like you can just do a big platter there's like a little section for olives, a little section for parm or whatever. It's just a baguette that's all torn up mm-hmm. in the middle. There's Ooh, a thing yeah. of olive oil. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a big person for crackers. I always go baguette or like really good sourdough. Mm-hmm. Let me just make a little segue to my favorite cheap, antipasti, versatile item Please. that you can get anywhere. Ricotta. Oh, yeah. If you get some good ricotta, it doesn't even have to be good because you can zhuzh it. Yeah. To the max. Well, that's what I did on Friday. In addition to oh, <laughs> addition to grilling cabbage, I got a bunch of ricotta, and then they had smoked honey at the store. Yep, just smoked honey, olive oil, and salt. Yes. So I think you always kind of need those three components. And I, people are like, "Wait a second, olive oil and honey?" Yes. Just Hell trust yeah. me. Sometimes I'll do really good olive oil, honey, and then if I have some really good truffle salt, mm. which is like. I can hear the chopped judges being like, no, too many flavors. Like truffle, <laughs> truffle flavored things aren't real. It's delicious. People go crazy for it. Yeah. So talk to me about cheese. I think you don't have to put out a cheese platter, but it's just a huge world of hors d'oeuvres, antipasti. I mean, some in some cuisines, it's clearly after the meal. But if you have a good cheese shop where you are and you've got a little cash, or you can go on the cheap and get like, just a nice cheddar 
a mozzarella. Oh, yeah. I think like the general rule is if you want to do something small because you're also doing olives, pick three cheeses. Mm-hmm. You want to do a hard and sharp. Yep. You want to do a soft and mild mm-hmm. or a soft and funky. And then you want to do a wild card like a blue or like a goat or so something just really strange and, and unpronounceable. If you were me, you might do like a robiola, but Robiola's then people are going to walk into your house cheese. and think that you farted. So I actually don't think that robiola smells that bad. Oh it's my God. It's taleggio. Yeah, that's a bad one. There's a cheese called an apoise that I once bought my dad. This is insane. What, did you I take it, it on a plane? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I took it. Well, I actually gave it to somebody else to take on a plane for him. So it was, it must have been around Father's Day. And for some reason, I guess I couldn't be home for it. And my mom was going, I was in Los Angeles I went to my favorite cheese store in Los Angeles and I gave my mom this cheese to bring on the plane for my dad. And she said that people on the plane started freaking oh my out God. because it smelled so That's like a horrible prank. <laughs> but if you really me, want to get And then someone. she got and then she got off the plane and threw it out because she was convinced that oh it was rotten. No. I mean, I just I can't. You know, I will say I love a funky cheese like Cheese is so strange because, like, when you know that it's cheese, to me it smells oh, great. Totally. But if you don't when know, you don't it's know cheese, what's cheese, you're like, is that's it vomit? Problem. Is it like what's happening? <laughs> that's I have the same problem with Vietnamese sandwiches. Oh God, I love a banh mi. Yeah, but take a banh mi on the train and <laughs> everyone will get out of your car. Yeah, this might be good. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to cheese. Back to cheese. So yeah, I think I mean I I do love to see a cheese board. I'm actually not a big cheese board person because I'm a bigger cheese course person. I'm sort of more into you do a little cheese course pre-dessert. But aside from that, I think it's a great thing to do for antipasti. Yeah. Here's what I have to say. And I know that Ari agrees. (sighs) Guys, don't just cut into the cheese. If you're going to (laughs) cut a piece of cheese, don't leave the rind there hollowed out. It's like, come on. You have to think about the You mean something that has like a rind, like top bottom. That's when you're really digging. Yes, exactly. But like, let's say some people don't like the rind of brie, which like, that's kind of crazy to me. Those people aren't your friends. They're not your friends. But like, if you're gonna, even if you don't like the rind, you at least cut yourself the slice and then you can cut inside of your own slice. Obviously some cheeses, the rind is not edible, but still you should cut the slice and then cut off your own rind. Yeah. Okay, that was a public service announcement that I've just been dying to make. Just eat the rind and if it like... If it really pains you so much to eat the rind, then discreetly throw it away. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. People or like are leave judging it your you. Little, leave it in your little cocktail napkin or like on a little oh, cocktail God. plate. Yeah, really. It really gets my goat. And don't be afraid to funk it up. Don't. 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 Don't <laughs> be afraid to get it funky. So I feel like a lot of what we've spoken about is if you're making some, I feel like if you're making Western food, so you have Mm -hmm. cheese, like you do cured meats, olives, et cetera. But let's say that you're making like a big, like Korean inspired bosom, exactly. Like a big pork butt Mm -hmm. with Korean fixings. I mean, I also, I believe very much in going to like your local Korean market and getting a bunch of pre-made banchan. What's banchan? So banchan is like if you go to a Korean restaurant, they're all of the sides that they bring you, but that oh, are basically yeah. free. Um, so, but every Korean market basically home makes their own banchan. I just think like that's an easy, fun way to do it or make your own quick pickles at home. Like do a pickled radish, pickled green beans. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to make a quick, quick pickle, it's really mm. just like you can do salt uh, vinegar and water and then add some spices if you want and just sort of let them Sugar, hang around yeah. for a little yeah let them hang around for a couple of hours and 
Add some chili pepper if you want. Such a great, easy way to do it. Yeah. I wonder if there's, this might be crazy. Yeah. But what if you wanted to eliminate forks, but you really wanted to incorporate banchan? Mm -hmm. What if you did some kind of crazy Korean banchan kebab? Oh, interesting. I don't know. There's something there. There's like some radishes, some (laughs) int. There's something. Oh, eat. that's kind of fun. Yeah, you could do like a really long toothpick. It's like one. All different But bites. then it also becomes like so time it's intensive for you. <laughs> also, so, I feel like people get a little. I love albanchan, but I think that because a lot of it is fermented, the smell can be pretty strong. So a lot of people get can get turned off from it. So if pe- some people, some person's like, I want the kimchi that's at the end of my stick, but I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm into the idea. I think a good party to. F- uh, figure out who your real friends are is to just invite a bunch of people <laughs> over and serve Korean banchan to start and uh, robiola yes. cheese. <laughs> whoever who lasts. the first one out the door. See who lasts. Uh, that's true. Let's talk about guacamole. Let's talk about guacamole guy. Oh, guacamole guy is Have you ever met a man? <laughs> Older brother. <laughs> Who comes over when you're having a party in the summer and he brings all his supplies for making his take on guacamole. I've had some. Or he asks you. And he brought over mayonnaise and garlic to Jesus. put in the guacamole. Garlic I've had. Sometimes um, like mango. Like a, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Do not so let that person make guacamole. No. I hate, it's usually a, a man in their late 20s who's like just kind of gotten into food. Yes. Totally. And is like really good at making guac. Yeah. <laughs> guac guy, not your friend. Don't let him make his guac. Unless he's so adorable in other ways that it's forgivable. It's true. Or if he tells not. you ahead of time what's the, what the guac is going to be. Oh, oh my God. My friend we used to, in college, we'd go to my friend's my friend's house out on Long Island, and one of my friends was guac guy. He was also angry grill man. He was both at the Oof. same time. Dangerous he claimed he was guac guy. Turned out that he was decanting guac from a plastic package. Oh I'm God. not kidding. That is a huge party foul. That shit's disgusting. It's disgusting. Fake, okay, like I will say I was so drunk the whole time. It didn't matter. But yes, it's disgusting. Like, that's the kind of the avocado that they serve at like Subway. Yeah. Or like in, you know, it, even at Starbucks. It's the artist formerly not, known as avocado. It's not avocado. <laughs> what is it? I don't know, actually. That's it's a just good... so many preservatives that change yeah. the flavor. Yeah. Or else it would be brown. But here's what I will say about guacamole. It's one of my favorite foods. I think it's like, it is always the perfect starter. I almost feel like no matter what you're cooking, if you have guac and chips out, people get so amped. Yes. Of course, I mean, so if you're cooking like <laughs> a really high, high intensity French meal, like maybe don't start with guac. But I feel like in general, it's just so... It's so festive. Yes. Pair it with a margarita. Ooh. So good. A spicy mark. But please don't put tomatoes in your guacamole. Yep. You don't want it to get uh, watery. It'll get all watery and yeah. kind of weird and earthy tasting. All you need are avocados, obviously. Limes. I like a sweet, like a white onion, Vidalia, Me but too. some people will do a red onion. Cilantro. And a, maybe a pepper. Jalapeno. Sure. Mm-hmm. For medium or spicy. Follow us on Instagram. Our handle is just at having a night. You can also slip into our DMs if you have any burning questions about food-related things. Keep it PC, guys. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. 
Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.